Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Great. We're good. All right. Was this number 45? 44. 44. 44. Let's say... Uh, 44 Magnum. 44 Magnum. 44 weeks in a row. Unbelievable. You do anything for 44 weeks. You're doing all right. You might figure it out. Um, <laughs> we are very close to the uh, APF Main State Champions. Yep. Yeah. May 12th? May 12th. Evidently, it's full. We need helpers, though. The sign-up is out there. We need your help. We need it bad. We can't. We just can't do it without people. Yeah, so. you are. Uh, you're splitting it up a little bit differently now, so that people can uh, help can, in the morning. Uh, do help us do the squats and leave if you want. Just sign up for one of them. Help us get the benches done. Yep. Help us through deadlifts. Take off. Right. Or you want? Yeah, you want to show up. You want to show up late. Help with benching. Yep. You want to show up a little early and get something and get out of there. Help with squats or help with the setup. You want to show up even later? Help us tear it down. But I gotta have names, folks. We gotta have you. Um, yep. Everybody has fun at it, but we, it takes it takes a lot of work. So it takes a small army to get those uh, going. And we're raising money for Wounded Warrior again. So I think it's we're over like six thousand dollars now. Crap. Well, it's fourteen years worth, but yeah. still, nice piece of change. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah these guys need it. Guys help and women. Help people out, and you know, help be a part of the culture. Help yeah. keeping these great events going. Yeah. Speaking of great events, I want to give a shout out to some of our friends who mm-hmm. got some awesome events uh, coming up. Our buddy Ryan Martin at uh, Black uh, Blackbridge Blackbridge uh, Barbell. Yeah, Blackbridge Barbell. Blackbridge CrossFit, I think. Yeah, uh, I think he's rebranding it as Black. Or he's, oh, he's got, got a piece of it exactly, and that's okay. Blackbridge Barbell. Right. He's got two really awesome events coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being Totals and Tequila. Tequila. What is it? Totals and Tequila. Yes. It's on Cinco de Mayo, Cinco right. de Drinco. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a strongman competition, mm-hmm. and um, you're, but it's going to be set up like a powerlifting meet. Okay. So for each event, you're going to get three attempts to get a total. All right. And I believe it's car squat, axle deadlift, and log press. That same stuff we did at yeah. the... Uh, so car squat is when you kind of... It's like a... Not a box squat, but it's almost like a pin squat, but to the plates instead of the bar. Like a yoke on a rear end of a car or something. Oh, is that what it is? I don't, that's what it sounds I like. I thought, I mean, that's what I, I assumed it was. I should have done more research before uh, shouting this out. And then Ryan's got a really cool opportunity on the 26th of May. That's He's going to have Bill Kazmaier in the house, a strength legend, one of the best, yes. if not the best, to ever do it. A friend of Dynamax. A he, friend of Dynamax. Bill Ka- Bill's been here. I'll bring the pictures in. You bring the pictures in. We'll but get some online. coming to see Ryan. That's going to be awesome. It's uh, yes. going to be a really cool event up there in Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then September 8th, the Maine Summer Classic USAPL back at the Undaunted Powerhouse. That's Augusta. No. That's Yeah, it's Augusta. Okay. Yep. Um, but so wait a minute. Isn't there a strongman this Saturday? I was just told that. If there is... I'm unaware. I'm uninformed. I'm then. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, September 8th, the uh, Maine Summer Classic USAPL. It's a great meet when I attended. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people there taking another step at the total. I think that they've got a – oh, they had a meet uh, at Sanford this past weekend, I believe. 
Um, I did not compete. I was I was last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to make it down. I'm I hoping at the very that. least I'll be in attendance to spectate um, up in Augusta at the Undaunted Powerhouse for the for September. Uh, for September. Okay. And if uh, depending on how I'm feeling, I might be on the stage. So okay. we'll see. Now, didn't Catherine Holt put up a nice deadlift? Oh, Maybe she did. Bit? Yeah, and uh, she had a great meet. All right. So that was Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't know the meet, but. I think she did a PR deadlift. I know she had a uh, awesome bench too. I think she had a two fifteen bench. I don't. I think she. I want to say three eighty five deadlift, which was a PR in her that weight division or something. Yeah. I yeah. Apologize, we don't have those numbers handy, Catherine. But, but awesome seeing you putting up those big numbers. Um, a force to be reckoned with. Yes. So Maddie, um, last week we had our buddy uh, Dan McKay on. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Greg Emerson. Big Greg Emerson. Those guys were awesome. Got me fired up to be at Beach Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, had a, had a couple complaints about the sound. Yeah. Uh, be you know. I appreciate the feedback. We're always looking to improve here. Was um, it? He's he so soft spoken. He's very soft spoken. You know, we're in a bigger room than where we used to be. We also only have two microphones with mm-hmm. four um, speakers, um, or with you know four. Yeah. Talkers, right? It, it gets a little drowned out because you got to kind of share the microphones. You can't get them as close to. Nobody missed Greg's voice. Nobody missed Greg's voice. He he was really he's good at projecting. He's on because he was on television. Yeah. That's right. Um, so I just wanted to apologize for the listeners to that. Um, still great content. Had a bunch of compliments on it. So huge thanks to the uh, Naughty Forty Racing guys. Yeah. We'll be there screaming. Yep. You'll be there, burn yeah. tires. They're going to have a big season. Yeah, looking forward to that. God, I can't wait. I love Beach Ridge, man. Well, you're going to be in the pits. I'm going to be with you in the pits. I've never been. So, Um, But today we got no guests, and that's all right because we've got a bunch of listener questions that we want to address. We never care. (laughs) We can do it ourselves. That's right. It's a dream team. It's uh, Matt and Matt. Yeah. Kind of like Click and Clack, the Cabot Brothers. Only for fitness. You know who they are, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So... Um, we got five questions we're going to cover today. Okay. Five specific ones. Um, we're not going to, uh, you know, get get into who um, sent these in. Doesn't matter. We want to keep it. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys opening up to us and asking us these questions. So here we go. Without further ado, Maddie, uh, I feel like I've been overtraining lately. I've been lifting heavy, but I've been resting a lot. Not feeling tip top. What do you? What would you advise? So resting a lot, is that what he said? He said resting a lot. Resting a lot. So, I mean... So that might mean, you know, maybe he's lifting really heavy two days a week. Maybe he's lifting one day a week, going really hard and taking the rest of the week off. There's a vast difference between resting and recovering. So if you rest too much, you start to hinder your recovery. Because recovery is also dependent upon getting moving again. The light workouts, the GPP stuff, Mm -hmm. that makes you recover. You need sleep, obviously, to recover. But you start laying around too much, and I'm sure you know this. You get tight. Of course. Your muscles contract. It starts in my low back if I've taken too too much time off. I don't know about you. starts in the low back, and it's killing me. The next thing that happens, you start to like it. Yeah, you get a little complacent. Yeah, I think I'll take some more time off. I mean, mean, it happens. It's... uh... So, so on that, real quick, yeah. I've been listen, I listened to uh, Jocko Willink's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Navy SEAL, friggin' badass. Mm-hmm. He's talking about if you're not on the path, mm-hmm. you're on the slippery slope. Of, of going backwards. Right. So you're talking about you start to step on that slippery slope mm-hmm. and you start slipping down. you got to get back on the path. And we see it. You know, 
uh, person X, we haven't seen him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got away from it. That's how it starts, right? So remember those differences between resting and recovering. In recovery really, has, there's a lot of activity that has to take place for you to recover. Recovery takes effort. Correct. So it's not about... When you're recovering, couch. you know that you're recovering because you're trying to recover. And you also feel like getting back to the to your next workout. Yeah, so. it makes you, Yeah, when you're resting, yeah. you, you start to get that complacency. You're like, God damn, yeah. this couch is comfortable. Is nothing but counterproductive. And then it becomes habit forming. Mm-hmm. You hit like, the snooze button. Yeah. Whatever it Whatever may it be. might be. You go home instead of coming here, miss a workout. Eh, I'll get it next time. I'll double up. It, it, it doesn't work, folks. So there's a, there's a psychological component and a biologic component. The biologic component is getting moving to start your recovery. The psychological one is you got to get off the couch. And don't get me wrong. You need sleep and you need to rest. But of course. That would be my answer to that. I hope that covers that. I think it, if you are in this predicament, it's pretty clear when you're resting and when you're recovering. Yes. You got a, you got a Budweiser in your hand. You're probably resting. Right. <laughs> if you're taking a walk at 7 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and it's chilly out and you listen to a podcast and you're chugging water or drinking a coffee, you're probably on the road to recovery there. And you have a nice pace going. You have a nice pace. Maybe you feel your heart rate up a little bit. That's right. Now you're helping your, you're helping your recovery from whatever your last workout, heavy workout was. That, that's where I stand on that. Excellent. Take another step, sled dragon. We talked about this. Yeah. Do something else that's active. Yeah, that's part of your rest and recovery. Or you know, if you're if you're a little injured, and you know, you just you know, like you and I, Maddie, we gotta. This is where we we like being here. We yeah. like being in these four walls. Mm-hmm. Come in and just take it easy. It's good. Dis- it's equally good discipline to be able to be in the gym and do a light workout because that is what's right for your body, just as it is to show up at the gym every day and bust ass. Correct. And then what part of that was he been training heavy? He said. Or yeah, I like but. Over it feels like I've been overtraining a lot lately. Okay, so another piece of that answer, then have a look at your program. Where are you, where's your submaximal work? Are you doing any? Is it all heavy stuff? Mm-hmm. Take a look. Give right. Us right in if you don't know. Yeah, right you max it out, then you got to take a week off because you blew something out right. and you get back up. Right into us. We'll tell you. We'll take a look at it. So that would be, I think, the best way to look at too much rest versus recovery. Yes, I think the, the, the key there is rest versus recovery. Yes. Resting a lot, mm-hmm. eh, spending time recovering, better idea. All right, Maddie, second question. Second question. This is, uh, this is a good one. This All is right. something that I feel like a lot of people nowadays are probably running into. Okay. Maddie, I am freaking bored with my repetitive training, exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. How do I progress while remaining mentally stimulated? So I'm assuming they say, well, how do I progress my lift? How do I progress my lifts? Keep the gains coming. Okay. Well, you can you can do a couple of things. You can go to westside-barbell.com, start looking at those pages at Westside. <laughs> you can come talk to us. A couple. There's a couple of answers. We've got all the bars. We've got boxes, chains, boards, you name it. I'll change that workout up for you real quick. We'll put you on some three-week waves, and you will not be bored, I'll promise you. And if you're stuck... If you're stuck at a weight on your squat or you're stuck on a deadlift weight, I don't care what it is, we'll add 15 pounds for you in probably a month. I think training, you know, the mental stimulus is key 
probably more key for y- the younger crowd because mm-hmm. they, they they're gonna stay entertained. Exactly. A little shorter. Well, and if they haven't been doing it for a long time, right? And they feel like they've been doing the same thing over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again with mm-hmm. little gains. Mm-hmm. Taking a break and doing some safety squat bars, some front squats, squatting against some chains. Go to a low box. Go to a parallel box. Go to a high box. I don't care. Uh, go in the power rack. Pull against the bands. Pull from your knee. Pull. Do a deficit deadlift. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Change it. This will take you back to question one, though, because you keep doing that same thing, you will get hurt. You either get stale and quit, or you get hurt, or both. So variety is the spice of this, and if you don't believe me, go to Westside Barbell and read some of their stuff. And from a you know from another perspective, um, a good way to also stay stimulated, you know, if all you've been doing is you know straight bar work for ages and you haven't PR'd on your back squat in eight months, um, the beauty of you know kind of adding some flavor into your training is you could start having all these other PRs. You could start having, you know, you could have a deficit, uh, deficit deadlift PR. PR. You can have a rack pull PR. You can have a pause squat PR. You can have a safety squat box PR. You can have a safety squat box triple with bands and chains PR. And if you're tracking that stuff, I think you'll have a hard time getting bored. It, you won't get bored. You 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 won't be able, you'll can't you say, oh, what's next week? Which is just what these guys are asking mm-hmm. me that I'm working with. What are we doing next week? What's well, it's written out, but usually they don't have it with them, so. And I don't know what it is because I already wrote it out. Yeah. And I gave it to them. But anyway, they're, they're hungry for the next workout. Generally, we'll go two or three week waves. So it, it stays essentially the same or similar. And then it's done. We're done with that. We move to the next bar, the next level, the next band, whatever. Whatever but it may be. You won't be. get bored and you will, your lifts will go up. And you, I'll tell you something else. You won't get hurt. So I hope that answers that. I think it does. I, th- I mean... Even stupid, as stupid as switching your shoes out, taking your and, shoes and off. A new t-shirt, I've heard people say. I, I got a new t-shirt. Music, no music. music. You know, if you listen to death metal every mm-hmm. time you squat, a great piece of advice our buddy Travis Dyer gave us mm-hmm. is to train with no stimulus. You yeah. know, see if you can still squat 315 perfectly in silence, and just hearing those weights clang around. Yep. Every now and then, that probably happens to you. You get ready for your lift, and for some reason, the music stops. The music dies. You can't stop. You you know, right? Right? I know it happens. It happens all the time. So, I've said this 20 times. What's our worst enemy? Adaptation. Adapting to any of this stuff is the worst thing you can do. Adapting to the straight bar. Adapting to the the safety bar. Adapting to benching every Tuesday and doing five sets of five. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that can happen is you adapt to that. So what you want to adapt to is changing. That's the best thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is getting used to something. As soon as you get used to it, which seems to be three-week waves, it changes. Stay on your toes? Stay on your toes. Not when you're squatting. No, um. stay on your heel. <laughs> stay on your whole foot. Yes. Um... Yeah, some these are some uh, injury related questions All here. Right. So, but you know, coming off the winter, people trying to bulk up, maybe they're trying to work on their summer body. Mm-hmm. Here's the next question. All right, I blew my back out eight yeah. weeks ago. Oh boy, I took ten days off, mm-hmm. and I was feeling pretty good. And two days back at the gym, doing a similar movement where I blew my back out the first time, I got a repetitive injury. I'm feeling extremely discouraged. And I'm looking for some advice on how to move forward. All right. 
So he re-injured his or her back. Correct. All right. So let's just first of all let's re, let's qualify. We're not saying it. If a doctor says no, then we're we're no. You and I, we're not going to go over it. No DRs in front of uh, Maddie and I's name. No. So if you've been told not to do it, I'm not going to help you. If you're clear to come back to the gym, we'll help you. We're, we are not physicians. So if you're medically clear, because a blown back could have many. It could be a lot. Yeah, as we, discuss, yeah, as we discussed when if, we were alive with if Travis. You, if you've mean... determined it or your doctor has said or whoever, you, hopefully if you've blown your back out that bad, you've gotten some kind of treatment and somebody that knows more than we do said you can go back and train then we can help you. Right, now, how are you going to work around it? It, it? I assume it was a squat or a deadlift. Usually that's the, cul- the culprit. Yeah. I know, what, I know what I've seen go on over the years. I used to watch Marty Joyce. He would squat with a pair of 10s on the bar, and he'd just keep adding 10s. I saw him with like 10 10s on each end once, finally got until he could squat again. There's one way. Uh, so you mean like the, he hurts himself in the next week? As soon as he could squat again, he he put a couple tens. He started with fifty five. The next 55, week he did sixty five. Sixty five. He had eighty five, and he did like all these tens until he finally felt better, and he would start working a couple of plates on. That was years and years ago. What I would do personally is I just when I as soon as I could support a bar with my back, it, is I would take a high box and see if I could flare my knees, arch my back still, and do some squats off a high box. I've also talked to people, maybe you've heard this too. They say that I can do one or the other. I can deadlift fine, but I can't squat. It kills me. Have you heard that? Yeah. So, whatever it might be, if you say, they're saying, well, I can squat fine, I can't do deadlift. I don't know why. That's what hurts me. So, we'll build it up, put it on the blocks. See if you can do the motion of a deadlift. If you can still arch a little, you know, your back, um, inflect, you can flex your spine a little bit or extend your spine a little bit. Try to do a deadlift off, I don't know, maybe go on the power rack just below your knee, maybe above your knee, but use that motion to come back. That's my best best advice. Uh, I suppose Bench would be involved in this. That question was low back, but we hear about blown shoulders. Of course, yeah. So, uh, again, I think partial movements that bring you back to what you what we're talking about, and that's power lifting. Partial bench, you know, maybe off in the rack, mm-hmm. lock them out. Usually there's something you can do if a doctor has told you you can go back. Right. I mean, if you've torn your rotator cuff or, you know, in some fashion blown your shoulder out, you know, get permission, get somebody to tell you. But uh, partial movements is what I like to come back Mm -hmm. with. And then anything you can do. And I just, I guess I call it working around the injury. But I don't think going back to question one, staying home is the way to do it. Right. Would you... um would you maintain the compound movements throughout the injury, or would you try to do something that would isolate different body parts, like uh, using a machine? Like, say you, you got a sore shoulder, would you go to the hammer strength, uh, you know, style, you, you know, like the kind of upright bench yeah, press ma- yeah. machines that they have at commercial gyms, or leg press, hack squat? Do you think that you should start with that, or start with the compound, or what's your... I think, I think what I would do is, as long as I was clear again... I think I would go on the, if I wanted to squat, I would go set up a high box above parallel mm-hmm. and take a bar like Marty Choice did yep. and see if I could squat to that high box. Yep. I don't believe that I would go into leg press, no. That's not going to help me get back to squatting. Right. You don't have a, you don't have an actual box at your gym. Utility bench works great. Utility Ut- bench a typical works great. utility bench tends to be about a high box. So you drag that over to the squat yep. rack, 
you treat it just like you would mm-hmm. a box. You usually got a good amount of padding to them. Mm-hmm. I also think I read that leg press is actually more compressive on your spine than squatting. Really? Yes. Yep. On uh, you know L L one S one L five. I got it backwards. The sacroiliac joint and your bottom lumbar. It's more compressive than squatting. So is that, I'm totally, you You were just speaking Spanish to me. Okay. Is that low back or high back? That's low back. Low back. So, so what you're saying is that using the um, leg presses, it puts more compression on your lower back than a squat. I, I guess I could see that. I just read that. So, I guess I could see that. And what would happen is you'd be you'd say, oh, this feels good. And you'd start adding weight to the leg press. <clears throat> and then you get that. And you get more compression. Mm-hmm. So that's what we don't want. And I think that I read that there's that's the wrong thing to do. I can't tell you the article, so I'm not going to try to quote anything more, but uh, it's um, not the best choice in my book. Fair enough. So stick with the compound movements? I think stick with partial the range movements. Movement, yeah. uh, partial range of movement? Partial range of motion, too? As soon as you can get back to the movements. And um, uh, Ernie France, you've heard of him? I have heard of him. He's the one that always said, as soon as you can do those movements from after an injury, try to do them, whether they're partial or not. That's what's going to get you back to what we're talking about, and that's powerlifting. And you know what's kind of interesting? You know, we're talking about injured powerlifters, mm-hmm. assuming these are people that have been doing mm-hmm. it for a long time. I noticed that when you teach, so that, so you know, you hurt your back, you hurt your shoulder, you need to, something in there is not operating the way it should be. Right. I noticed that when you teach new, or teach people how to squat, bench, mm-hmm. and deadlift, you often start with the same thing. It's kind of the same mentality because they don't have the muscle. They don't have the muscle or the the idea. Right. Now, you know, never mind the technique, you know, just talking purely biological. Right. And as far as the squat goes, I, I've said this 20 times, I can teach you to squat in about 10 minutes with a box. It take me about three sessions to teach you without it. As far as the deadlift goes off the blocks, I can teach you in 10 minutes. We can start on the floor and we can do it over three different sessions. The bench, I don't know, people seem to adapt to that quicker, at least the movement. I don't use boards much or partial movements on bench. You don't use the pad or anything? Not the usually, uh, no. FCS pad? No. no. Uh, I don't know why people get that one. Do you, well, I guess on that you probably Less do. Less joints involved, probably. Probably. You're laying down. Yeah. It's more, it's, it's kind of harder to mess up from, yeah. for, from a beginner standpoint. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was just thinking about that as we were discussing it. So I guess, the, I guess if you're coming off a of back injury, avoid the leg press, I think, folks. See if you can somehow uh, get a squat going. Or sometimes I'll have them just hold the dumbbell in front to a box if they don't want to load. Do a goblet squat. Do a goblet squat on a box. Yep. So you don't get that axial load on your spine. Yep. It's more in the front, but you can still use the technique that we use. So. And it's still the compound movement, and you don't need a $1,500 machine to. (laughs) Yes. You could do a milk jug. Right. Eight pounds. Anything. All right, Matt. We get two more. All right. I have been consistently following the program for over 20 weeks. I'm not feeling well mentally or physically mm-hmm. in and out of the gym. I want to continue. I want to continue progressing, and I do not want to break program. What is my next move, Maddie? So it's been 20 weeks. They've been consistently following a program so, for 20 weeks. So it sounds like. Whoops. It sounds like it's one of these programs that's 
pretty much the same every week. I, that's all they gave us, though, right? Mm-hmm. That's all we got. It sounds like 20 weeks of, I don't know, six sets of eight. I've, got a, I've got a feeling that this person might have written two questions and they might be freaking bored with the program also. Okay. So, but they said they don't want to back off it. They don't want to back off it because they're, you know, they're well-disciplined. So perhaps they were using this to peak for a meet? Could, could very well right. be. You know, they're four weeks out. They may be looking so for a little... So my advice is finish it. Okay, you've got four weeks to go. I'm not going to try to change your program. Mm-hmm. Going forward, again, go to the West Side site, come see us. We'll put some variety in your program. If you're 20 weeks of anything, I, I mean, you're going to be bored and you're going to get stale. The worst case, obviously, you'll get hurt because mm-hmm. you're doing the same damn thing every time. Uh, do some reading, uh, come see us. I'll help you get two and three week ways going. You'll be very, very interested in it. Because it changes every week, and you're going to watch your numbers go up. And I just want to throw in that I yeah. think the best thing that this person has done is is sending this question in. Because yeah. you can't, you're not going to make any changes without telling somebody, whether it be your coach, your gym, you know, yeah. the owner of the gym, the expert, your your workout buddies, whatever it may be. You got to communicate that, especially. You know, it's one thing if you're just getting beat down by a program. You're supposed to get a little beat down physically by a program. But, you know, if you've been doing it week after week after week after week and you're not there mentally, you got to remember, you got to step way back and remember why the hell you did this. Why did you walk through these doors in the first place? Yeah. I mean, in my mind, there's no such thing as a 20-week program. It's it's all these three-week waves that however many weeks you are from a competition or you want to just peek in the gym but well I just don't I don't people that I see this happen with so probably the most po- popular powerlifting program out there is 531 okay and that is literally wash rinse repeat wash rinse re- mm-hmm. repeat there's no there's very I don't and I've you know I have followed 531 I haven't done it in a long time is that it's Wendler Yes, Jim Wendler. I think it's really good for somebody getting into this. I think it is too, but I think that they're, you know, especially with, you know, in, in today's day and age, you go online, people say, oh, find a program, stick to it, which obviously is true, but if the program isn't working for you, find something else. It's that simple. You don't have, to, don't, you don't have to do 531 until you're 80 years old no. and not break a 400-pound squat. 531 is probably good for a month. One cycle. Whatever one cycle of it then, is. You get get a hold of somebody. Do get, go online. I, I keep going back to it, it because it's the best stuff. Go to Westside Barbell. See how they do it. It's all laid out. I don't know any other site that has that kind of thing laid out for you. If you're around here, come see us. We'll, we'll, that's what we like to do is pass our stuff on. Um, Twenty weeks is is a long cycle. Because mm-hmm. even more important than uh, you know strong lifters yeah. is happy lifters happy lifters slash healthy lifters healthy lifters too 20 weeks you're going to either be because if you're an unhealthy lifter you're probably not doing too much lifting anyways no you're hurting you don't, you don't want to do it um, get away from 20 week programs I guess I, I, well we could take a look at those if they had it written out mm-hmm. if it was a written out 20 week program we could take a look at that for you and dissect it and if you're the kind of person that you know you've done you know say maybe you're coming from a bodybuilding background and you're used to a 20 week prep some of those guys do like it's a half a year prep to do that they get to getting for a competition yeah you know and that's just the way your brain works like if when you study for a test you you know you're studying for it six weeks out you know mm-hmm. you do everything methodically yeah maddie i'm sure you could take you just comprise a bunch of three week programs four week programs into I was just going to say, I'd take that 20 It's a weeks, micro cycle into a macro cycle. I'd give you six three-week 
um, three-week waves, and I give you three weeks to peak, like a circa max, mm -hmm. for the end of the cycle. And you'd have a ball. You'd say, what are we doing next week? Just like these guys are doing, if it's next week. I don't know. I gave you the thing. Bring it in. And they're eager to lift. They I know. Can't wait to get I'm just off. joking. I always say, you know, I'll find it out in the parking lot on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Torn up in the... Uh, I do keep a master copy, though. The master copy. Yes. Torn up in the Amato's trash can. Right. All right, Matt. The final question what for tonight. That? Yes. This is a good one. I have missed, in a recent training cycle, mm -hmm. three consecutive squats due to technical errors. This is a weight I've lifted before and have confidence that I could lift. However, missing due to the technical errors was uh, disheartening. I do not want this to happen again. I feel like that more than a technical error, the weight was getting into my head. How do I beat this problem of letting the weights get into my head? All right. So we were just given... So I'll give you, you know, my personal thing for this, and I know there's about a million bros out there that feel the same way, the three-plate bench for me. Mm -hmm. Like, if you had put tens and two-and-a-halves and whatever else to make 315, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have messed with me. But when I saw those 345s neatly packed mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. it intimidates you. Yeah. Or maybe it's a three-plate bench, maybe it's the five-plate deadlift or squat, whatever. It's a very popular thing for bros to just get. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a two-plate bench. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a one-plate bench. Right. How do, you, how do you let it knock into your head? All right. So you, or how do you how do you how do you beat that? I think from that question. So we got two facts here. They said they've already made it, mm -hmm. and they've missed it. Yes. So if you've already made it, you know you can lift it. Right. Right. They missed it for whatever reason. I don't know. They weren't focused. Usually, that's the biggest part of it. Mm -hmm. They weren't focused because if you've made it, you can do it. I know in the past what I've done, and this is another Ernie Francis. Mm -hmm. Okay. He would not leave till he found some way to lift the weight that was supposed to be that day. Okay. Whether it be like reverse Whether, band, it, slingshot. Even if you don't want to go that route, if you if you want to go and squat. In fact, I just did it yesterday with a with a woman. She wanted to get a certain squat number. She had done it in the meet uh, with knee wraps, but she'd never done it outside that weight. In sleeves. Didn't even have sleeves. She okay. Bare knee. Without it. So. Tried it, couldn't get it. Oh, brother. I said, no, we're not, we're not done. I just added another rubber pad to the, and we were doing it on a box. Yeah. She was in a parallel box. I added one pad, and she smoked it. So find a way to do it. And we have all the remedies here. We've got, if it's a deadlift, it's not coming off the floor. And I've done this. You've seen me do it with a couple of people. In fact, you helped me load those uh, the short boxes a couple of times. Yep. With, uh, a particular lifter we won't name. We just kept adding a few pads till she made it, and it made her day. I said, aren't you glad you stayed and did that? So here's the answer to the question. Don't go home. Let's find a way to do it. We can do a higher box. We can do a, a pull off the f uh, floor from a couple pads. If that doesn't work, you're not leaving. We're going to put it on a little bit of a block. If that doesn't work, we're going to put it on a higher block. On Over on the bench, you can't get it off your chest. We're going to try it off a board. You can't get it off that board. We're going to try it on another board. You're not leaving until we do this, okay? If you're wearing a shirt, uh, I saw Ernie France, he put on another shirt sometimes. Two? Put two shirts on. I don't, he said, I don't care, I'm doing this. You put on another shirt. But now it's in your head, I made it. Yep, and you you can put, picture yourself going through the motions with that weight. He put the weight in his hands and he benched the, the weight. Now you know you can do it. You and I don't know about you, I gotta get acquainted with these weights somehow. Like I said, man, 
seeing the it, it, it's funny that you get intimidated by these like fake they're nothing benchmarks yes. you know within it's a friggin' number if we were lifting in any other country mm-hmm. I would never have a three plate issue I'd have like a 150 kilo issue you know right it would be it's it's funny but the one thing I've learned here is that it's just a number it's just a number like for me I would always get inti- literally intimidated by what what the appearance of the bar was mm-hmm. on the squat you don't want a box I know some people don't want a box and I've had people do this I say alright we're not done you're taking that weight out and I'm going to call you high I'm going to call you up it might be parallel I might call you above parallel but you're lifting this weight today You've already done it. You know that, obviously, from the question. So uh, we'll take it out. You're going to set it up. And when I say up, you're coming up. And half the time, I call them at parallel anyway. But I tell them I'm calling them high. So, yeah. Placebo. Placebo effect. I guess the best way to say it is you've got to get acquainted, or in this case, reacquainted with that weight. And you're going to lift it if you're training here, or you're not going home yet. That's right. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I do. Um, it's ninety percent. I mean, unless you're like, you know, a three hundred pound bencher and you put seven hundred pounds on the bar, uh, everything was within reason. Yes. yes, there there was a guy who's professional, like a backyard professional wrestler, mm-hmm. who said that he could he bench seven hundred pounds because he had the mental fortitude, and he unracks it and gets <laughs> freaking chopped in this. half. Right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So obviously there are limits to this, but. I always tell people, especially with a heavy deadlift, Mm -hmm. I like to stand in front of it as if you were watching yourself Mm -hmm. and just picture yourself Mm -hmm. like like you watch yourself in the third person. Pick it up. I've had great success with doing that because it's it takes it from you get they call it the box. See yourself in the box. Is that what you're talking about? I'm not. What do you mean? You you just said you see yourself doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They they call it see yourself in the box. I don't know. I mean, I'm picturing. I'm. I've, I've used that. I've used that. Yes, it works. I just call it the box. And sure. That, that's what they call it, I guess. So next time you do it, say I'm, I'm in the, the box. box. Yes. And you watch yourself do it, and it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've already done it. It's not like I'm wondering, can I do this? Now, no. I pictured myself doing it. I'm just going to redo what I just did. Now, tell me this to see if you agree with this. The deadlift is a different animal if you miss one. There is something very discouraging when it doesn't break the floor. Correct. So... That's the time we go to a block or some pads mm-hmm. or something, but we're gonna pull it. Yeah, because with the deadlift, that's where you're most like with the bench and squat. You're you're at a higher chance to have a tactical error. You you miss your group. Maybe you shift forward just a little bit on the squat. When the deadlift doesn't leave the floor, it's, it's pretty disheartening. Very devastating. Yeah. The other two lifts, two, uh, two I guess it's some sort of physics law, but even though they're moving in the other direction, you do have a better chance of getting them going in the other direction. The deadlift is not moving. So if we heighten it, put it on a block or a couple of pads higher, let's do that. Let's not try to pull it off the floor again. Unless it, it like if you said it didn't move at all. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen people that pull it out, eh, get it to the knee. I'll let them try it one more time. But at, but when they don't move, we're going to do it off something else. We're going to do this somehow. I don't know if you agree with that. I do. Um... It's just a different animal. It, it totally is. And, you know, sometimes it could be, I mean, a lot of times the straps and no straps. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And then maybe you go to the pad or the box or the rack pull or whatever it may be. Something. But we're not we're not saying this isn't our day. We're going to get something done here. You got to win. You got to, yeah, don't. The way it'll usually win in the end at a meet, but it shouldn't win in the gym. 
you got a way to do it, do it. You want to you want to be leaving the gym yeah. feeling good. And you have those days in the meet when you beat the weight too. You know, those seven for nine, eight for nine days. That's right. Yeah. Well, Maddie, um, just to recap, recap on some of the great events uh, coming up uh, here in the strength world in Maine. Uh, May 5th, the Cinco de Drinco totals and tequila uh, strongman totals event. Um, May 12th, obviously. Here. Here. Well, not here. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Westbrook Armory. <laughs> the Westbrook Armory, the APF. Yes. Uh, Maine State Champions. Volunteers, we need you. Volunteers, we need you. If, if, we'll, if you have two arms and two legs, even if you got one arm and one leg, we'll find something for we'll you to do. Something. You get uh, fed. You get, uh, you'll give you a free month. You get a t-shirt. You'll meet some great people. Yeah, you'll learn something. I guarantee it. Yes. Um, May 26th, up back up at uh, back in Brunswick, we got Bill Kassmeyer. Uh, get at Ryan Martin on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Black uh, Blackbridge Barbell. Barbell, that's Ryan's thing. Yes, okay. I don't know why I, I can't say that. It's not rolling off the tongue. September 8th, the Maine Summer Classic, USAPL, back at the Undaunted Powerhouse. August, push-pull here. Boom, first announcement. I'll give you a date next week. Next week, stay tuned. Maine State push-pull. Maine State push-pull. You think that's going to be back on location? On location. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's a, that's a good event. Yes. So, recapping the whole question thing, don't overtrain, folks. Get some variety in your programs. Recover, don't rest. Recover. Know the difference. I didn't touch on know the difference between being hurt and being sore. If you're hurt, don't come in. If you're sore, come in, do something, we'll get you going. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's a good, a good, a good answer or a good yeah. kind of summary of uh, question three we had. Yes, there's a whole, there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. Now. And don't let the weight win. There's, there's no way the weight can win if you come here. We'll show you what to do. That's right. Uh, good wishes to Carol Hedgepath. Yes. She's uh, <clears throat> struggling a little bit, but we know she's going to be fine. But she could use our thoughts. Yeah. So, Carol. She's that strong, strong blonde woman that was coming in here, setting PRs every time. Carol, keep kicking ass. We, uh, we've been thinking you. of you. We're waiting on you. We know you'll be back. We'll keep the barbell warm for yes, you. Yes, we will. All right. Until next time, this is the Dynamax Podcast. We appreciate you all listening. Again, our, our plays have been doing better than ever, and that will continual, continue to happen if you guys keep giving us a five-star review on, the, on iTunes. You can do it directly from your iPod. Um, leave a comment and a five-star review. The five-star review is important. Um, that is how people find out about us. So it has nothing to do with plays. It has everything to do with the reviews. So again, thank you all. Good night, everybody.